You're listening to The Dash with your host, Aiden Reeves, a podcast where we talk with influential people to grow and inspire others around them in making an impact on their lifelong dash for greatness. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Dash Podcast. Today, I'm here with my guest, Isaac Lewis from Waratah Records. Hey, How you going, Isaac? Not bad. How are we? Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, so today I wanted to have you in here to talk about your journey of starting a record label yeah, um, in the MacArthur area and what it's been like for you to take on all these bands and to kind of give them a platform to kind of be discovered in a sense. So um, I'll start with like, what was your inspiration behind? Yeah, definitely. I guess when I was in high school, started playing music and we got really interested in it. Music kind of became the thing that got me through high school, I guess, and it, hindsight's really good because you can kind of sit here now and I think we are just talking about it before. Yeah, looking back. Looking back and go, oh, I can actually see a connection here and here between this is the reason why a particular thing has happened. Um, so, yeah, definitely in high school, music was the thing that was kind of pushing me through, playing guitar um, and being a musician. That was where my main focus was. And then I decided towards the end of yeah year 11 early year 12 i was like hey i'm gonna go to university i'm gonna go study music i'm really gonna like delve deep in this and this is gonna be the thing that i do yep um and then it just kind of evolved from there that i went to uni for like three months forgot when the exams were and never went back i was like this is kind of not for me um but just before i'd finish uh my hsc i was like uh, because you do your music performance before and that that's like the whole HSC process for someone like myself. I didn't really care about my other exams. It was just those performances. And when you're just working on those performances for like three, two, three years straight, and then you get to the end of it and you're like, okay, well, now I don't need to perform those any anymore. It kind of, you lose purpose to an extent. Yeah. Um, and so I, I needed to fill that time up with something, especially those three months at the end. And that's when I think starting a record label was the thing that, I kind of fell to. Um, I was working with a lot of musicians at the time, or finding out myself going, "Hey, I really, I'm really interested in hip hop. I'm really interested in electronic music. I'm really interested in alternative rock track." Like, I was just super interested, in pretty much anything in all genres of music, kind of thing. Yeah, so I think that's when I started the record label, and and that idea kind of came came about. I was talking with. Um, uh, a girl named uh, Catherine Holloway. She looks after Groove and the Moo. And I was talking to her about, hey, I'm interested in starting a record label and a Western Sydney-based record label. I knew that she was focusing a lot on um, Western Sydney. She was running another festival, The Plot, at Parramatta. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of where maybe it had started from, that thought of going, Just hey, a conversation with her. Yeah, and, um, and she was someone that I really respect in the industry as well. And I, and I still do today. Yeah, I mean... Um, her being in the, I guess, the field and working in Groove in the Moon also with the plot. Like, you and I both went to the plot. I, I was fortunate yeah, exactly enough to play right. there. But, yeah, like, I guess having a role model that you can kind of look up to who's willing to spend the time to talk to you about these things and kind of prepare you for what you're about to dive into. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that there's also a part of it which is finding out for yourself and really, you know, there's only so much that someone can tell you, but I think a lot of it is left up to that person and, and a personal experience yeah. to, to learn about go hey i kind of made a mistake there or hey i really learned that doing this process is the better way about going a, a better way of going about it um so yeah it's just starting a record label was the first step and i didn't really know how to um how to run it i, you know, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people even now yeah still kind of going, i think that was the same maybe for my business as well yeah. i knew that i wanted to do it and it was I could feel like a passion, like a, a drive behind it. And 
yeah, I just jumped into it and didn't really, as I spoke about in a past podcast, I didn't really even know how to do an invoice. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something maybe you know, and, and you brought it up, and I think you were kind of tiptoeing around it, but I'm I'm definitely not going to tiptoe around it. Yeah. I think that the high school education system, even going into like university, is so it's terrible. Like mm. it is like I'm I'm very anti university especially now after um you know experiencing experiencing but also learning like um you know there's so much free information out there like we have phones yeah we can learn anything that we want at any time at the you know click of a button kind of thing yeah i'm not sure if it was um green cardone that i watched or or listened to but um he's full on someone yeah (laughs) someone said i don't know if it was him or someone else or if it was in a book that i read but they said there's no experience like real life experience like you can go and study all these things you can become the best at something like at an industry and be like the head professional in any industry but when it comes to doing things like customer service and things you've got nothing like if you don't know how to sell to people we're pretty much living that textbook now like where instead of uh, going and reading that textbook about particular things that may or may not happen and uh, this is even the thing that kind of got me was you know you're interested in maybe starting a business or you're thinking about it when you're in high school and so then you choose business studies and it's only taken me a little bit to realize it's got nothing about running a business yeah yeah i guess in the in the word business studies you're just studying businesses not how to run a business but it's kind of they're trying to manipulate it in a way where oh this is about you know running a business but it's completely not it's just about studying about particular businesses which i get i understand that and and, and there is a lot that you can learn from a, a studying and, and using case studies, but I don't think that there's enough practicality out there in uh, the high school system or even universities. You know, there's people like, you know, I, I think we're both getting to a stage now where a lot of our mates are going to be finishing university. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I feel that when they're going to be finishing university, going, right, time to go get an internship or time yeah. to go get my first job in this industry. It's like, we've been doing this for like three, four years. Like, yeah. what are you, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I have nothing against anyone that goes to university. It's, it's it's all a life choice, and yeah, it's a personal decision. Yeah, like even with like law, obviously you need to be qualified in in handling yep. those cases and things. But um, yeah, I from a personal standpoint, I don't have any regrets doing the way like the things that I've done. Like I've learnt a lot of things. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but. It's part of the journey, and it's it's what Gary Vee essentially says: enjoy the process. Like that's it, exactly right. And I think it's even something that I um, actually posted on Instagram to get uh, on Instagram today, which I don't do enough of, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, and that whole idea of just enjoying that journey, because yeah. you know, and and this is something that I always find is that I've never achieved any of my goals. All my goals that I've set out, I've never achieved any of them. Yeah. Technically, yes, but mentally, no. I always set my goal. And then whenever I'm about getting, to whenever hit I'm about it, to hit it, you set, move it again. Um, yeah. So it's actually a little bit, it's like just chasing your own tail. And I yeah. feel like I will end up chasing my own tail for the rest of my life. So but it's, it's as stupid as it sounds, it's, that's so exciting. Like I'm the exact same, like I'll go to do something and work towards something. And then, yeah, as soon as you're about to hit the goal, you feel like it's like about to approach. You're just like, all right. Let's start planning ahead. Like That's let's it. let's keep going. And, and I think there is maybe a little bit of a jo- enjoyment that you get. Um, one of the biggest goals for, you know, myself was watching one of my bands, The Shang, perform at um, Oxford Art Factory in that main room to yeah. like an almost sold out crowd. And 
that was such a it was such an awesome experience and sitting uh, sitting there watching them going wow this is like we did it we, we've done this it was also a little bit like okay how do we get to splendor yeah i think that was like um how do we get to the next thing yeah i think that was like in excess as well so they i think they got out of their pub gigs and they started doing like little small intimate shows and then they're like we've done it or like they got they kind of toured around australia for a little bit and then um their manager chris murphy said all right let's head over to the u.s and they're like we've made it like this is it but that was only the kind of the beginning of yeah, like... and maybe is that just a self-realization and having self-realization I think is that's something that's advice that I always give to a lot of young bands as well because I know that definitely when I was starting out and when you know the showing and I were talking about okay what are our goals our goals were something like ridiculous now yeah, like looking yeah. at it going that's not gonna happen for another like five years for us now yeah you know we've been doing this for three years it's not yeah. gonna happen for another five ten years so when we were thinking on our very first you know year of going yeah we're going to be doing that it, it creates a really unreal um experience but it also limits you from going hey i can actually see where i'm at so i can see where step a is and i know where point b is and because i know where step a is i can put in the steps to get myself yeah to step so set a. like kind of minor or bite-sized goals essentially that's it exactly right and if you don't but but once again if you don't know where you're at and you're trying to get to step you know you, you're trying to go from step one to, to step eight. To the, yeah. the other end of the alphabet. That's it. <laughs> exactly right. So I think um, self-realization is something that's really important, really key. Yeah. Awesome. So um, moving on from, so you, you left university, you started up Waratai Records, and what was the process like of learning that industry? Like what was the first things that you found very difficult to deal with? Like what was it, the things that? was hard to get used to. I think one of the things that even today that I'm still struggling with is, you know, I think getting that go. Yeah. Someone giving me a go, giving me a chance. I, I've got a uh, chance at the moment and um, I'm really grateful for it, for this, you know, opportunity, I guess. That's probably the best way to explain it. But getting those opportunities was really difficult and really tough. And that's something that I'm finding now even. Um, and, and that's where I guess maybe you can help scale a business in some extent um, kind of sidetracked a little bit here, but when I'm thinking about, okay, what can I do for my business? How can I give value to someone through yeah. my business? I'm always thinking about the struggles that I had yeah. you know, two years ago, one year ago, and go, okay, how can I break that down? How can I explain how I got through that system or how I got through that problem and create a system so that I can push through that, that and problem? And push it through not only in the right direction, but to put it on a level that everyone's going to understand. Exactly right. Like one of the things at the moment that, we're pushing through is booking shows yeah um and a lot of bands pretty much every band is hitting me up going mm-hmm. hey can you book a show can you book a show everyone just wants to play shows which is really yeah. great but there's only so many shows to go around but there are heaps of promoters heaps of music venues especially in sydney like i think it's a little bit um underrated because of all the media and all that kind of stuff but um yeah booking shows so i've been thinking hey maybe i might try and like do a, a blog or something on on just how to uh, run those shows or, or how to book shows. So or maybe band members can learn to take on that responsibility themselves. Exactly right. And it's not so much about, um, you know, a personal thing for myself. I think this is this is another uh, point because Waratah got to a point where it needed to create some income. Yeah. Um, records don't sell anymore. <laughs> no one buys records. Even Flume, yeah. he won um, Album of the Year for Skin and uh, the Arias. And he had said, you know, holding that Album of the Year Aria going, in a time that records don't like albums don't matter and yeah. it's kind of that contradicting but 
Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, records don't matter anymore. And, and I've realized that. I would say that, you know, there's still a purpose for them, um, but we needed to create income somehow. Um, and I think putting the shows on that we have been is the only way that we've been doing it. It's just necessity, yeah. um, really. Um, and those shows, I guess, they've taken the business from, and I don't like to think about it like it like it's a business. I'm more like just to think about it like we're putting parties on yeah. and people are enjoying yeah. it, having a good time. and Singing along. Yeah, we're just enjoying this, this party life yeah. uh, and we'll see how long it lasts. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, I think you know we put these shows on and all of that, and but it, it's helping the bands as well. So say a band is performing live, there some songs that they haven't released yet, and people start to get really attached to those songs. Well, then it's obvious what the next song is going to be that yeah. we're going to record, and then that will help fund the recording process. Then once you've got the single out, that will help build more audience base for your shows where you're actually making income. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's some advice. I don't know. So. Um Obviously, you and I both grew up around Camden and yeah. the MacArthur area. What was it like? So, looking at it now, it's obviously grown quite quite exponentially, like yeah. in terms of sizing and how many people are rocking up to shows and getting involved in the in the music community. Um, take me back to when you first kind of stepped into Camden, and you like what what did you see as someone who's just started a record label who was looking at the current live yeah. venues and and restaurants and things that were looking to have artists yeah so i guess through my hsc period that whole year 12 time um i was working uh, i was actually i was just working for free at a um at c91.3 the commercial radio station and um just volunteering on a sunday nights and and all of that and i remember um this is so this is so weird with, now. with captain pat this is so weird <laughs> thinking about it because it's kind of like it's actually making me well up a little bit yeah because this and this is the whole thing thinking about it, I, I, haven't, I haven't really thought about it like this before um i remember being sunday night at working with captain pat and usually we do a show from like 6 or 9 p.m and i knew that there was a gig that was on and i was like i want to go to this like i really want to go to this show because it was locally mm. it was the first show locally that i was like hey, i can actually go to this and it, it, it could be good you know what i mean and so i <laughs> I uh, I lied and I was like, hey, I'm not feeling great. Like, I need to go. Like, I'm feeling really sick. Like, I need to go home. Yeah. And Pat being like, yeah, you, you know, you do Pat, thing. Pat being Pat. Pat yeah. being Pat. He was like, look, you go head out. Um, and you, you head home. Anyway, I got in the car and I drove to Gregory Hills Hotel. And I saw the Rubens perform at Gregory Hills oh, Hotel. How many years was that now? Three? I was in year 12. Oh, yeah. So it's four uh, three, four years ago now. Jeez, that dead set feels like two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. But the whole, and, and this is where my self-realization is coming in right now. Like, that's the opportunity that I've got right now. Yeah. Working and doing some assistant management stuff for the Rubens. For so them, yeah. Like, that's uh, that's pretty. That's really, that just hit me just then. But um, anyway, but back onto that show, I remember being at that gig and going, hey, this is like, this is really cool. There were heaps of people there. But it gave me that moment of, if you put good music on and you put on a good event, people will rock people up. Will rock up. Like yeah. there's, there's no reason why people won't rock up. So I think that that was the first taste for me of going, you know, maybe there is something possible in the in this area to do music. Um, but still, I remember our first event having like 60 people and that was because it was our first event as well. Like the events after, you know, we'd have like, you know, I remember some events where it was just me and some like mates just listening to some music. So there's two things that I want to basically touch on and I guess breaking it into two segments. One would be 
um, how you found promoting the events through social media like Instagram and Facebook and things um, and setting all that up and getting people in the door. And the other one is once you've got the people in the door, what's it like to have all these people kind of rock up to see something that you've kind of created? Yeah. Um, I, putting Let's start with step A, I guess, promoting an event, putting on an event. I just break it down into three levels. Um, step A, book good bands. If I'm booking good good bands and no one rocks up, step A is achieved. Yeah. You know, I've got a, an amazing gig that I'm super happy with that I think is really good quality. I think, you know, like we put on a music festival um, through Camden Council recently, the Multicultural Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, step A was achieved. The festival was great. I think that the, the acts that we had chosen were amazing. You know, they were some of the biggest acts in Australia right now. Um, so that was really good. Step B, bring people. Um, you know, no one's making money yet. Step A and step B have been achieved. Yeah. Step C is make money. Um, and I think it's also the same thing as well as um, going back on to a point you touched on before about the local scene locally and, and how, it, how it's all going. The goal of Waratah Records has always been and will always be create community. Yeah. I think we've achieved that to an extent. Um, it's definitely grown since like you first kind of started yeah, this I, whole thing. You know, I'm so I'm so grateful for it. Um, for everyone kind of like giving us a chance yep. like, and giving us a go and, and, and yeah so those shows step A bring uh, put on good bands step B bring people step C make money and it's got to make money for everyone Yeah. if I've got 400 people in the venue and no one buys a drink from the bar mission, mission failed like yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it's not it's got to work for everybody the whole community has to uh, get some, gain something out of that you know Bands are getting somewhere to play. The venue's getting people in their, you know, business. Um, the audience members are getting entertainment. Yeah, um, they get to walk away with, like, the experience of listening to that's it. all these and, bands. And it's a weird thing for me, thinking about it, putting these shows on, because it is, to an extent, very... Um, I'm doing it for myself, mm. which is... Uh, and I've been talk- talking about it a little bit to uh, my folks in particular. Um, I enjoy putting shows on so people can have a good time. So that that isn't a um, you know I'm not self indulged there because I, you know I'm putting shows on and, and people are enjoying it the bands get something the venue blah 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 but I really like putting on shows yeah and you get something out of it as well and I get that you know I'm, yeah. I'm getting you know money aside I'm getting that full of going oh my god like this is awesome this yeah. show is absolutely awesome the people here are enjoying their time you know what I mean so yeah it's pretty funny that you actually mentioned that because um. I think it was maybe three days ago. I was having a conversation, and someone said, "You've like he was talking about the podcast with me and why like I started it and things." And he said, "You spend all this money on this equipment, and you take like you keep talking about taking all this time out of your business day, like, and you're essentially losing money because you're not in the office." And he said, "Like, and then you have guests on your show to talk about themselves, and like you don't talk about you or like build your personal brand or anything." And I don't only do this so other people like that are watching these or listening to this podcast can get something out of it. I get to learn something from everyone that steps in the room, whether you're a business yeah. owner, every day, every day-to-day person like like yourself. Like every time, I feel whether we have a conversation, whether I'm talking to the other Isaac, Isaac yeah. Percy, um, yeah, business owners, whatever. I'm always leaving this room feeling inspired, and then I take the inspiration and put it into my next design project or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think. It's a, um, it, yeah, it's a real, it's kind of like a catch-22 because you're doing something for, for other people or, you know, other groups of people and, but it's actually really, yeah. it's, it's it's really nice on, yeah. on the soul and the body, I think, <laughs> to kind of be like, oh, I did something good today, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's not just 
I know you're, you know, the, both the things that we're doing, A, it's also a bit of, um, to an extent, maybe a necessity of going, hey, I need to put my business, and this is a way that yeah, can you, build you definitely need to prioritize business. But I think um, people sell people. That's that's I guess that's the way to look at it. And I'm not trying to sell like this podcast is entirely free to listen to. Yeah. But I'm hoping I can give enough value to people over time that not only will they maybe work with me in the future, but they will trust me and just like the person that I am, kind of thing. And yeah, exactly right. And I think it's also. You know, because on your, uh, you know, on the podcast that you're doing, it's like you're getting people from different industries and different areas, and something that's something that I don't think enough people are doing. Um, and and this is where thinking about it, even recently, I think I've mentioned this a couple times already on the podcast of going. Hindsight is such an amazing thing of looking back on on where particular things have started. And I remember, um, and, it, and it's coming back to bite me a little, not bite me, but it's coming back to kind of back into my um, system again of going, hey, I'm going to check that out. Um, and uh, this is, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but the when I was start, like when I was in high school, I remember playing a lot of video games. I was really interested in yeah, that. Exactly. You know, me, yeah. Yeah, building yeah. teams as well, um, creating a brand or whatever or a team. Um, and I remember playing with, uh, you know, other, you know, you know, some of my mates at that point, but also watching a lot of um, YouTube videos of other teams, uh, especially in America. I know it's really big over there. Um, and there was one guy that I was watching um, who would play for a team, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a, um, it was like a, a, a different way to kind of see, like they're professional esports players. And yeah. to see how that industry has grown over the past, like, you know, 10 years has been. People are making like half a million dollars in like one month. Drake yeah. and Scooter Braun. Justin Bieber's manager mm. just invested into a team, which is the guy that I'm talking about. Yeah. And their team is now pushing out content daily. Like it is a full blown business. They yeah. now have a, an apparel side of things. Yeah. But I think it's looking at that for me, instead of just looking at what the industry is doing, my industry is doing, I'm looking at industries outside the UFC, for example. You know what I mean? How do they, pr- they're, they're pretty much doing what I'm doing, they're just promoting an event. Yeah. How do they promote event? Well, they have the weigh-ins, they have the press conferences, a gig. I've just got the gig. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to use particular things. So how can I? Or maybe I should have create interview. other platforms. Yeah. yeah how yeah. maybe I should do an interview with the bands. Maybe yeah. we should do a live session with the bands. Maybe yeah. we should do this or that to try and promote that gig. So, um, I, I think that's quite interesting of, of looking at different um, industries and it's something that work ethic as well is quite different. Um, when it comes to a business, you know, we're thinking nine to five. Obviously, our hours aren't nine to five. But I would probably say that both you and I, it's an interesting. Do you think you could work harder than what you are? Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it comes down to a few things. So, obviously, getting leads and things through the door yeah. and, and turning those leads into clients. But, I mean, what I'm doing as a sole trader by myself now, and um, I've started working on building a team um to delegate tasks to that aren't as important or not not as important but like stuff that i'm might not be good at and i spoke about this to ron in the last episode of the podcast i said there's so many business owners and even employees of businesses like if they want to build a personal brand for themselves outside of the the business or the company that they're working for they can still work in their business because they're being paid to do work yep. inside of that business but they outsource stuff for their personal brand that's it exactly right but, 
It's, right. It all gets kind of directed from them. And this is where I've been thinking recently of going, hey, am I working hard enough? Am I working hard enough? Am I putting enough hours in it? Am I devoting enough life to it? Because essentially this is what it, you're devoting a full your full life to a particular thing, a particular subject, topic, business, brand, whatever yeah. it is. Think about an athlete. Mm. Think about someone who, think about a swimmer. They're devoting, they they, do, they have more hours. They, like it's, you know, it's crazy to think that someone like, um, you know, like a musician, like a minimum uh, musician, uh, a band should pr- practice three, three times a week. That's what, uh, that's what uh, most of the industry is doing yeah. three times a week. Yeah. Athletes are in the pool like 24, yeah. 7, like, you know, like they're, they're just devoting every single second that they have to being the best that they possibly can be. So if you're thinking about, this is the way that I think about it is when it comes to business, am I, am, am I working like an athlete? Because essentially that's what it is. I, am I working like an athlete? If I'm not, well, I'm not working hard enough. Yeah, I was listening to um, Tony Robbins interview michael phelps and he said my day starts in the pool i get out of the pool i then go do like a weight session then i'm back in the pool and then it just goes like back and then he's like then i do a, I um, double up the time in the pool at this time and then i do a double gym session in the afternoon i'm just like yeah my body would like collapse at the, in the morning <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. right but i think that's you know how can we put those practices into our own businesses um, and into our day-to-day life um, you know, I've started, um, you know, setting some goals personally for me. Um, you know, I, I know that I've got to start eating much better. I've got to put the, you got to put the right food in, yeah, your, in your body. Yeah. You know, it's like a car. If you don't put the right fuel in, the car ain't going. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but also, I know that I, I want to start going to the gym. I want to start like getting healthier. The better I can feel, um, the more output I can do. Um, and reading as well. Like, yeah. I, I've, I've started reading a lot more. Yeah, I'm, I, pretty much since high school, I haven't read it ebook yeah i've now just started picking some stuff up so yeah and i guess when we're not at university or things like that university is probably really good for people who don't have that self-motivation um but that whole oh, i don't know what i want to do so i'm going to go to university i'm like and just try to kill time <laughs> yeah you're like yeah you know or, or you're trying to impress i think gary put uh, made a post about this is you know you're trying to impress your parents or your parents want you to go to, to, go to university then after the university, you're the one that's left with the debt. Yeah. But you've impressed your parents. It's like, how does that... W- well you know? done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've just spent $200,000 to impress your parents. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, but yeah. it creates good contacts. And I think yeah. it says, well, he's like, go spend all that on a music on music festival for yeah. a full year. You'll make so many more contacts or, or you know, y- you'll learn so much more about yourself. Um, yeah. I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday. We went and had lunch together and she said to me, um, basically, like, her parents try to do the same thing with her, like, um, they wanted her to be a lawyer and she went and she done it just to make them happy and within a week she dropped out and they came home from a holiday and she said they're like oh how's how's uni going and she said look I'm not gonna lie to you I've dropped out of my course and I think at the like at the very moment of that they were a bit like we really wish you didn't do that like you should have spoke to us first but then I think they've kind of accepted kind of the decision that she's made and now she's working a full-time job in something that makes her happy and like Gary V always talks about so many people I think are uh, kind of twisting or misinterpreting what his direct message is he's not saying work 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 like all the time all the time but like just be on the grind and do things that make you happy like that's that's his number one sole purpose that's it it's, I think it's uh, more about the this mm. 
it's about the jab jabs you know that yeah. and, and and the day-to-day stuff the on a day-to-day basis I, I think we both try and work 110 out of you know 110 percent all the time yeah you know foot in the floor i think oh. it's just delegating like where you need to prioritize your time though like i'm i'm doing a lot of things at the moment and I, as i said to you just before we started this podcast like this podcast like i'm not making any money from it or anything like that it's a part of building my personal brand and, and getting people to know about me and things but um yeah i have to prioritize my business because that kind of puts i guess food on the table essentially exactly like, right yeah um and it's it, what's it at the end of the day is what's making me money so i have yeah. to prioritize that um to cover for living expenses and, and personal bills and things like that um and then the podcast is just like it's as we spoke about before yeah. it's it's self-rewarding and yeah. i think that's why yeah that's Definitely. what keeps me going and working trying to yeah talking about content i want to talk about this whole instagram thing uh, yeah. <laughs> i want to talk about yeah, it because right. we, we yeah. chatted about it before the whole instagram likes thing what's your take on it what's what's where are you at with it um i personally for those who don't know so instagram got rid of their likes yeah you can't see all you can still like so that makes me think you just can't see what's, like what's the purpose of a like so that that's just to show common interest in that in is the content and only the only person who knows it liked it is the person who posted it yeah so that's where i'm that's that's my thought just briefly on that but yeah where are you at with the whole instagram like thing um I'm honestly on the fence. So, yeah. like, who was I listening to yesterday? I was listening to a podcast episode yesterday, and they basically said all these people are now hating on influencers and things, saying, like, sucked in, they're not making any more money, or, like, they're making less money because no one can see how many likes they're getting on their posts. Like, and I'm just thinking that's hate in itself. Like, you're talking about how, like, getting rid of the likes has kind of stops people with, like, um, really bad self-confidence and things but now they're targeting influencers saying like sucked in like and really like pounding on them saying like yeah bad luck kind of thing i think socially and ethically it's really great move for, for instagram uh, yeah uh, from, from a from a standpoint like i'm i'm more so happy with it than i'm not happy with it um yeah. I think they can possibly put something in for influencers. Yeah. Maybe if they want to buy their likes back or something like that. Like the yeah, I don't I'm, know. Um, I think that we're gonna see. Um, you know, uh, and actually, let's take it back a little bit. Have you ever made a post and be uh, and try and be as truthful and all honest as I can? I, I know that I have done this yeah. multiple times. Have you ever made a post and it doesn't get enough likes, so you take it down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have. I have. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's and and is that and then and then you feel that like shit like but also at the same I feel, time i think now we're starting to get i know since instagram has taken likes away i post it way more and because you can still you say you're in personal life but now people are i think consuming content better yes like, exactly right and i think but i think businesses are starting to realize this i think people are starting to realize this and the content is actually getting better the creativity is getting better yeah. and people are just pumping pumping it out like uh, you know i posted like two, three times yesterday on Instagram, which I don't do. I usually just post like once. Once every you know, three months. You know? <laughs> okay, right, everybody. Yeah. But no, I post like three, two, three yeah. times yesterday and it's like, and I'm getting more engagement on my uh, on my profile and things like that. I guess it's, that's kind of the thing. What is the new currency? Because I know the likes was the currency. Yeah. I'm noticing that I'm commenting a lot on po- a lot more on posts. Well, so yeah, like we talk about Gary Vee. Well, I talk about Gary Vee probably <laughs> way too much on this podcast, but 
um he talks about like content is the currency of the internet like everything that you're putting out like you're building value and building authority like you have to be educational like entertaining or there's a third one which isaac john the founder of yktl talks about and he says there's good looking people who make content who just get likes because they're good looking then there's other people who get likes and things because they're providing entertainment then there's other people who are like providing education so um i guess education and entertainment kind of come into each other because you wouldn't i guess necessarily just watch something if it wasn't somewhat entertaining to you like you'd get bored and probably and probably back out um so yeah that's yeah i'm kind of I think, yeah, you're right. Um, and I think now we're getting to a place where how good you look probably isn't going to matter so much. Yeah. I think the creative, the content, the value that somebody is getting out of that is going to be a lot, uh, is, is going to be so much uh, uh, more important now for a business. Do you reckon that backflip? No. You don't? No, I don't reckon. Don't worry about it. I think they've... Um, you know, they haven't tested in all markets yet. They're only testing in a couple of countries. I think they've only just added six countries to the latest test. So mm-hmm. America hasn't gone over. UK hasn't gone over. Yet. Europe hasn't gone over yet. Um, so... And what, what do you mean? But like they haven't... They can still see likes. America? Yeah. Actually, okay, you want to know a hack? W- wouldn't you like... Wouldn't they be the people to target first? Uh, no, no, I think, yeah. they're, I think they're, they're targeting smaller markets first. Uh, smaller, right, right, but right, right. more... Because I think Canada was one. New Zealand was one. We were one. Yeah. Um... I think there's just so much traffic in the US and even people that go like viral over here, they move to the US. Yeah. Like, I like to see how it... But just quickly as well, I found this out yesterday. Yeah. They haven't got rid of likes on the uh, website yet. Ooh. So if you want to know likes for any post, you can just go on the website and it still has a likes it. Yeah, so right. for all so of those who really a, there's want... There's a solution <laughs> of the people that are against having their likes taken away. Yeah, but um, I think that when it hits those, uh, you know, those other larger markets and maybe more important... Mar- uh, markets it's um i'll be interested to see how that turns out mm-hmm. um but the importance of um you know how important is it that people are, are we looking for as uh, you know people are we looking for a satisfaction what why is what is a like you know lack of a better term here why does a like get us off so much you know why do we go oh, like yes like i just got like 100 likes on this post yeah, what's that um i'm trying to think of the Correct term from it. It's like releases. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know the ones you're talking about. <laughs> Insert the word here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... Uh, there's a, there's like endorphins. A t- endorphins, yeah. that's it. So like someone likes or comments on your post or like shows that they're interacting and then suddenly you're just like, man, I feel like... It just like first split second, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. mad. But I think we've all become a little bit... You know, when you've only got... Um, you know, a small and this is this is something that comes, uh, a thought I had yesterday was we're all addicted to our phones. Full stop. Everyone, yeah, I yeah. promise you right now, everyone is addicted to their phone unless you're like you know over like climbing mountains and like yeah. meditating every day. Um, everyone's addicted to their phone, but there's not a problem with that because everyone's addicted. Mm. Everyone's addicted to doing to doing that. If a small percentage of the population is smoking, it's an addiction. How come we don't have a problem where, you know, how come you know how long do you think it might be until we get you know ads on on TV of going like you put your phone down like you know it's I guess we're getting that now yeah. with, with driving. Well, but well, when we're watching TV, when the ads come on, 
instead of looking at the ads or commercials on the TV, we resort to our phones. Like that's our chance to start scrolling through exactly, our feed. Exactly things. right. But I think we're also getting we're numbing ourselves to um, particular like we're, we're, the the amount of advertising that's happening happening on the TV. I think that's kind of where you're going with that as well. Is you know people are paying so many thousands of dollars for that ad where people are just going straight to their phone and then they're scrolling past ads there. We're starting to get you know for advertisers and marketers. How hard is it now for to gain people's attention? I believe it's something, this is the way that I found it. It's the last two numbers of the year, so 19. You go to your product, service, or brand, or entity has to be seen 19 times before someone will trust you to buy a product. Hmm. That's where, that's what I, that's just my thought on it, and that's where I'm at with it. Um, but I think people are starting to get really numb and and uh, desensitized to advertising now um you know i don't think there's amount uh, there's an amount of colors that'll <laughs> bring someone back in but yeah. i don't know that's just my thoughts on it and i think instagram i think it's a good move by instagram ethically and socially i'm just interested to see how it'll go for content creators uh yeah i kind of just want to say i don't know like i'm again i'm on the fence of what that would do like i think that they've made a good move and they've had a good response as you said from people online but then they've also copped a lot of backlash for it like from people like influencers things. Yeah. but i think it's almost like putting people out of business because influencers sometimes that's their sole like primary income like Correct. that's how they make money that's how they put food on the table for their kids like um for example tammy hembrow i think her name is okay. she's massive instagram like she's probably one of the most well-known people on there on that platform but like I, I'm pretty sure that may be her primary source of income is putting people's products and stuff online. Like just having her hold something. Like I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding and I guess jealousy from other people who aren't contri- uh, who yeah, aren't possibly. influencers. Like I feel like if someone says, "Hey, can I pass you my product?" or "Can you come into my office and make it look like we're working together or whatever," and I'll pay you for it. I think the people who aren't being asked that are a bit jealous about that. And but that's think, why they hate it. And, and I also think people aren't recognizing that that is a, and can be a very good source of income. Yeah. So I think people are going like influencers. Yeah. Cool. Like, but yeah. What, what people don't realize is like influencers in this modern day are basically models back like yeah. a few years ago. Like um, you had Mark Wahlberg walking around wearing Bond's undies, for example. He was like the model for them. That's exactly right. And if he started posting that on social media now, is he an influencer or is he like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of people who are, I don't know, a little bit misunderstanding yeah. about it. I think Instagram, um, you know, as a business, Instagram, which they got bought out by Facebook recently, yeah. Um, which is which is one of the things that it, maybe if, if Instagram hadn't gotten bought out by Facebook, they might have, you know, much more features like events. I think events is probably the only thing that's keeping Facebook alive. Do you think... Um, Facebook wanted to test waters with Instagram and not their own platform with the likes. I yeah I don't like I'd like to say who made that decision was it? I think it, I think to an extent for Instagram it's a it's a marketing marketing opportunity um, to get people maybe talking about their product again and using their product a little bit um, because I I know that they tried to do something recently with the whole IGTV and that kind of hit the floor and did nothing. Mm. Um, have you used IGTV at all? Or I probably should start. Um, but I ha- even I ha- is, yeah. it, is it worth? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think I the, the the layout of it um, and the use of it, like, 
I think you have to record. They, I haven't. They've just switched it recently. Oh, okay. They just switched it recently, so now you can do horizontal video. Right. But they needed to to do that right from the get go, and I think it was they were only limited to like ten minute videos as yeah, well. Yeah. Because you know, in that world, they're up against YouTube, which have, I would say, ninety eight percent of the market share. Yeah. You know, you've maybe got like, Facebook's taking over a little so bit. So many businesses miss out on the opportunity for YouTube, I think, and and video content. Like, I think. I read a statistic for Facebook that 90% of users are now engaging more with video content than just static content or even copy. And and that's when I think, um, you know, the importance of video, the importance of having a little bit of budget there for, you know, social media Mm -hmm. um, is super important. Uh, and, and, but I also know that a lot of businesses don't have that income um, readily available. Like I'd always say like, um, what's called like hire someone like a professional videographer or whatever to like kind of put you in more of a premium aspect of you're willing to spend this money to to make it the best that it can be yeah but like going back to our phones everyone has a everyone has a phone everyone has a phone you can flip it out that's it you can even grab uh buy a little gadget and things like a gimbal or whatever so so maybe if you were to think if we were to create a a content well, uh, i'm trying to like create value here watching this is going to be value podcast 101 <laughs> so if you've got a phone i would say push out a piece of content on a day-to-day basis you've got instagram stories you've got your facebook stories you've got instagram and facebook the platforms itself your day-to-day platforms i will be posting on that every single day just straight from your phone no editing required nothing then i would be posting I would be getting, um, and this is a content plan that we're actually going with some of the acts. So this is you know, straight from what we're actually talking about. Um, we're putting, we're designating budgets once a month to a 15, 20 minute long video, cutting that up, putting five minute videos on your Facebook um, in, and in other places as well. The 20 minute video is going on YouTube. Yeah. So, and then you, you can break that down again into one minute videos, posting them on Instagram. Yeah, so the technical term for that is called exped- exponential content. So yep. you take a long form of content, you basically just put it down into bite sizes. It's kind of like almost like a family tree with video content. Yeah, finding your pillar yeah. finding your pillar content. And then from that though, you can take the audio from the video, turn it into a podcast or you can transcript, transcript it and then make a blog a, about a blog it. Or, yeah, exactly right. like this... I think one of the things that people aren't doing though, and that's why Gary has always said this. Gary's like, he's our friend. Where is he he at? But I I would say one of the things that isn't happening is people aren't doing it. Yeah. That's why he tells everyone. But if you don't have time, spend the money and hire someone. Like it's, you you have to do one or the other. Like you can't just sit there and have a... But then also at the same time, going back onto the I don't have time, that athlete's still working in the pool while you're eating dinner yeah. or, you know, I eat dinner, but, you know, whilst you're watching that Netflix show, you know, that athlete's in the pool. Yeah. I'm sure athletes don't give a crap about what Netflix show is on. Mm. They're just, they, all they care about is that, that particular And they're goal. just determined, yeah. Th- and that determination as well. So I think, um, yeah, uh, you know, is ex- yeah. I'm not saying excuses are the, yeah. I don't know. Maybe excuses, maybe people are just making up excuses. I know that I do. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's that, like, look, I'll be real with you. Like, I'm a human being as well. I make excuses for things as well. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we just need to be responsible for all our actions and realise that everything that's going out or coming in or the, the, I guess, the things that 
are affecting our daily lives uh, are a reflection of what we're putting in. So yeah, definitely. You're, well, you're only getting out of what you what you put in. So yeah. I think that's that's kind of um, and and I think for people who don't care what they're getting out of, you know, sometimes like I think with the uh, a lot of younger people, they're not they're not thinking about that future ahead. They're thinking about hey, the, the now. And I think that's a really important thing as well, is thinking about, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the particular time that I have now and keep pushing that. Um, but I th- also think maybe have that thought in the back of your mind. Or better, think about what's happening now and go, hey, I'm really like, I'm digging this. I love going to shows. I love putting on shows. I love, you know, talking to bands all the time. Oh, I'm just going to make that my job and, and I'm just going to do that do every day. something about it, yeah. <laughs> you know what sitting mean? around. Figure out what that thing is. And I, when did you realize that graphic design was probably your thing? I don't How did you realize graphic design was your thing? I was sitting in a high school class with a substitute teacher and she basically like was standing behind me and I was just messing around in Photoshop. And um, she said to me, she's like, oh, you want to be a graphic designer? I take it just by like how well you know this program and things. So I was like, I looked at her, I was just like, what language did you speak? Like, what the hell is a graphic designer? And yeah. um, from that, I basically went home, typed up on Google, what's a graphic designer? One thing led to another. I left high school two weeks later and went and pursued and just kind of done it. Is, and I'm going to ask, you've probably heard of Canva, right? Yeah. Is it a pressure on your business, on the industry? No, I wouldn't say Canva. Like, okay. at the end of the day... Because that's, that's just where yeah. I do a lot of my graphic yeah. design. And it, it's like... like these programs are created to help people that don't know, like the the bigger programs, like the Adobe software and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this as a graphic designer and being in the industry that I'm in. Um, but the you do notice I've I've dead set had a client yesterday come to me and say, "Here's our logo. We need you to put it on this or put it on that or can you create signage for us, or whatever." I said, "I need this format. I need this format of your logo." And they're like, we don't have that. And yeah. I was like, why is that? Oh, we created it on a free website and it only gave us a, a pixelated JPEG image. And basically, they're spending more money with me now because they need me to recreate what they've tried to do. Yep. But, but then I also, because they don't have any design fundamentals or knowledge, they've just done whatever they think looks good. Yep. And then I put it into, this is what's going to work. Like, if you're putting this logo on a piece of like on a vehicle signage for example if that car is driving at 60 to 100 kilometers an hour there's only so much a consumer like can take it yeah Yeah, exactly right. so if if they're like in this logo there was so many different elements and i was just like man i i've spent five minutes looking at this thing i haven't even read the business name yet like and also where the hell is the business name like it was so hard to see yeah and then is that communication for you something that you're um, I think that's where a lot of my providing value comes in because I can just I everything that I talk about to clients and try and say like I don't I don't say something for the fact of saying something like I say it like I say it how I see it. Yep. So someone said to me, um, "Is that through experience? You reckon? Like you've just I, over, yeah, over you, time, just, you, you just you just learn to like obviously learn a lot of things when I was studying. Um, I've read books. I've I've watched videos online from other creative um, agents and other people in the industry. Yeah. Um, who are making like half million dollars per project and things and like whether that's a goal that I set for myself eventually like when I have a team but right now I'm taking the value that they're providing paying like charging their clients half million dollars to me charging however much I've charged yeah. for that project yeah. 
and putting that into a language that they can understand and they can see the value in. Yeah. So where are you at next with your business? Where, what's, what's the next thing for you that you're thinking is going to be the... And then, uh, we'll, 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 yeah, what, what do you think's next for you? Bit of an exclusive announcement, but I'm actually starting a new business. Like Really? Okay. Yeah, so my current business... It was my my test dummy, right? So yeah, I, nice. I built it up. I started learning all these things, and I've kind of built this platform that people know me of now. But mm-hmm. it has no relation to me. Like I kind of just came come up with the business name within like a matter of minutes, put a logo together, and it has no relevancy to me and my growth now. Yep, I'm basically in the uh, process of building a creative agency moving forward. So that's basically the next steps for me. So I'm I'm taking. Is that creative agency going to be working with all different businesses or a particular uh, focus on? No, so all businesses, but I'm more delegating who are red flag clients. Like right now, I'm attracting a lot of the one-offs mm-hmm. where I want to, and I've, I've always been a people, a people person. Yep. Like I want to build relationships constantly with, yep. with business owners and be a part of their journey and their growth. But where I'm at now, and it's, the processes that I've I started off with that people have started getting used to, but now that things have changed and I've learned more about myself, my business, and how I need to operate, yeah, is where I want to start from from scratch. To yeah, I guess um, um, tables have turned here. I'm, 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 this is my podcast, yeah, <laughs> but it, <it's> <laughs> but um, from a graphic designer's perspective, um, what's the purpose? Do you think of maybe a rebrand? So what's why have you decided? to change complete business because i'm i'm hitting the wrong target market like the way that i position my business and the way that people are viewing my brand so yep i want to lay out something quickly because i saw it this morning and I've, i've known about this for a long time but so many people misinterpret the word brand your brand is not your business your brand is the feel the gut feeling and perception of how someone else views you so other people were the way that i've been promoting and building this sugarline graphic design business is people don't see it as uh, I get, I don't know like I haven't really talked to my consumers much about how they're viewing my business I just yep. I work with them I, I and I'm working on their business like it's not about yeah how, m- how much also is it for you how much also is it in, in your mindset of going and it's fine like any answer is good but thinking about going because I know I do it with my business yeah I look at particular things that I'm posting like actually at the moment and I'm going through my Instagram, yeah. my the Waratah Instagram, and I'm deleting bulk, yeah, bulk deleting. Just well, going, that's the thing, like the, the shit out because I'm just like I just want this, and, and I look at particular things and I go, I'm not happy with that post, like just the aesthetic of it, the brand of it, the the image that's portraying, yeah, doesn't rep- represent my band, yeah, my so brand well. So you can change your direction of where you're going, kind of thing, but the way that I've established something and put something like. It's kind of like building one of those Jenga towers, right? Like yeah. I can't take out bits and pieces that I've put in that tower because it's going to affect the top, like yeah, where definitely. I'm trying to get to. So that's the way that I see it. So building something like a foundation from the bottom that I'm happy with, that I now know what I'm doing instead of trying to wing it um, and building a brand um, that people can, or building a brand identity and a business and, a, and an agency that people can go to and say this is like a business that i want to work with for a long time and this is like i'm i want to have a team around me and it's it's what i feel like is the flip of the coin so like 
I can grow this business where where I'm at right now I'm building a clientele and things like that but I feel like it's just a kind of uh, yeah uh, what's a, a snowball effect kind of thing yeah it's just exactly. constantly going like project client new client project like yeah. what business what businesses do you find that maybe inspire you and, and your brand or uh, all, all the branding of that business you're like yeah i really like that yeah really so like there's that. a there's a creative agency um by the founder his name's christo and they're over in the states and they run an agency called blind um and then they also have their I guess social platform called the future where they basically educate graphic designers of how to build value and yep. even like provide design tips and things like that. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot of stuff from them and, and they do that for free. Like they have subscriptions that you can pay for and they give you more content, more in depth. They yep. Yep. get to jump on a call and things like that, but th- that's their time. Um, that's their hook. Mm-hmm. Like if they're, they're jabbing out, bits of content for the free youtube community and they're hooking us with like this is the next step like if you pay for this you'll get even more of what you've already kind of learned um but yeah man that's basically i don't want to talk too much about me like (laughs) (laughs) that's cool no i thought that i just uh kind of question no it's it's interesting because um i think we're in two different industries but where i think it's why we enjoy hanging out with each other a lot because yeah, I think we got a lot of similarities yeah. in our work ethic is kind yeah. of similar. Um, we've got a lot of ideas and we kind of want to see and have opinions. And, but I also and I think you know w- you know we might have um, two different opinions and I, and I think that's a really good thing as yeah. well. But being able to go okay, I have an opinion. My opinion is not right or mm. wrong, and you have this, uh, an opinion that's completely different. And it's not right or wrong. It's just your opinion. Yeah, my opinion. Yeah. And I think both of us respect that, and mm-hmm. and and that's that's just it's agreeing to disagree. Yeah. You know what I mean, or, or something like that. Um, but no, man, it's been it's been really good, kind yeah, of having a chat, going through all this. So, um, how can people find you and kind of get in touch with you and check up on upcoming Pretty events and things? Much, uh, all social media, Waratah Records AUS. Um, I'm waiting for that day when we've got like Waratah Records. NZ Waratah Records yeah. US like that'd be cool. That'd be sick. That. Um, but at the moment, kind of pushing that website a little bit. WaratahRecords.net. Um, so yeah, check us out there. Um, or at a show. Yeah, love to see you at a show. Perfect. All right, thanks so much for coming in and spending yeah. the time with me today to talk about Appreciate your experience it. and Likewise. your take on yeah. social media and things. That's it. <laughs> it's been great to have you. Thanks for coming in.